Uh, Tally, welcome to the show this morning. What did you learn this week as we saw some of these growth companies and tech stocks survive a Bitcoin blast and regain their footing? So I think that if the current inflation scare calms down a bit, taking some of the pressure off of uh, bond yields amidst, I would call it an early cycle pause, if you will, I think that in the very near term, that could help give uh, tech stocks and growth stocks uh, more generally uh, a, a bit of a reprieve. But uh, ultimately, as investors, I think we should be selling into those rallies and using the proceeds to reallocate to the deeper value cyclical sectors of the stock market. So bonds, it sounds like, is basically what it always comes back to, to some degree, right? Bonds calm down and uh, investors are scooping up tech. Yeah, I, I mean, look, amidst this inflation scare, I'm not an inflationista, but I would point out there's one very simple accepted way of kind of looking past temporary price pressures, and that's coming from the Cleveland Fed, specifically its median CPI. And on the latest print, it came in at a very calm, cool, and collected 2.1% year over year. So I think, you know, that's one very elegant way of helping us kind of uh, keep a level head in this environment. So what do we look for as the uh, potential disruptors to uh, this uh, market dynamic that we got this week? We did have a little bit of volatility around the Fed minutes. It was quickly unwound the next couple of days as folks came back in and bought bonds. But uh, no one that I talked to coming in at that event, I messaged all my uh, Fed reporter friends and guests and said, hey, is this going to be an event or a non-event? And everybody said non-event. And then uh, we snapped to 1.7% for the first time in a couple of weeks uh, what does that tell us about potential volatility still lurking in that market? Well, I, I kind of agree. You know, the, the thought of discussing discussing potential tapering of uh, large-scale asset purchases kind of leaves you wanting. There's not much there to really sink your teeth into. So I, I think we should really take the Fed at face value and that they're remaining patiently uh, accommodating to have our backs in terms of uh, risk taking here, Oliver. So you look, at the end of the day, I think that you know pauses or slowdowns in the near term aside, this is an environment where we can take a step back and really stick to the playbook, which is the risk on or, or reflation trade here, ultimately. Mm. So uh, that reflation theme, is it still the, the rock for the long-term investment thesis right now? Uh, when you talk with clients about portfolio construction, if they were heavily in big tech, as many people were for a long time, or just indexed to the market, which is itself mathematically big tech, does that position need to be rethought? Well, yeah, so again, I don't think that recent volatility in markets is a sign of anything uh, sinister. To me, it's a symptom of this underlying sector rotation that we're talking about right here on the call. So away from the, the tech and high growth uh, style of investing, which worked for so many years, uh, over a decade, in fact, more towards, the, as I said earlier, the deeper value cyclical sectors of uh, the economy that can kind of lead the charge off the lows coming out of a deep uh, business cycle downturn as we saw 
in uh, 2020. And look, it, amidst all the chaos and confusion as an investor, I like to default to the cycle and history and how much time left we simply have on the clock. And I, I think when you consider past cycles, and they do rhyme, they're not identical, but there are some similarities, these things should be thought of in terms of many years, not simply months and quarters. So thinking about stocks over bonds, cyclicals over defensives, value over growth, small caps over large, and even emerging uh, relative to developed markets. So that uh, developed market and non-U.S. story, how does that fit in right now as the dollar keeps getting slammed? Is that going to create some potential uh, competition for U.S. equity flows? Right. And I, I think that's another key element of the international, specifically emerging market thesis right here, which, uh, quite frankly, is coming back my way after a, a couple of sweaty months. We had a, a kind of counter trend bounce in our own currency, but... Again, it's uh, on a weakening trend once again. And I think that's really kind of helping to raise the floor under the international thesis here. And I think it has a ways uh, to go.